Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. This is our last episode of the week. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games, waders, and headlines before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, we are back after a pitch sweep, an ice sweep, a court sweep, whatever you want to call it. It was an absolute sweep fest yesterday for the program, and so we're going to get into that in a minute. But as I said, this is our last episode of the week as I am heading off to a bachelor party in British Columbia starting tomorrow. So final episode, and then we will be back Tuesday next week. But before we get into today's episode, we got to talk about the great folks over at Bet99 which is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and EPL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free, with a number of unknown methods available to use, so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at sign up, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age to do so. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, call Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge, or the Saskatchewan number 1-800-306-6789 as we have it down there in the ticker. Have fun with betting. Don't let it control your life. Let's have a great show today. So Wednesday betting recap. I mean, it was it was absolute money yesterday. There, there's no better way to describe it. I mean, Johnny, I guess, could describe it. I mean, 6-0, you don't see it a lot, especially when you've got two-plus money plays like we did yesterday. But Borussia Dortmund on the money line, they won 1-0. Benfica money line, 2-0 was the final there. Manchester City money line, they got outplayed in the first half and were very fortunate to, A, not have their keeper get sent off for what I thought wasn't a penalty, but he was already on a yellow card. But they end up winning the game 3-1. to one. They took their chances better than Arsenal did. And now the title race tightens up in England. Now, basketball-wise, <laughs> I said that we clean swept on the ice, but we didn't have a nice play yesterday. I just noticed that. Um, 76ers minus 3.5. They barely edged out 118-112. to 112. They were up 30 at one point and almost didn't cover, so that would have been a tough loss for us. Xavier covered the plus five and a half on college basketball and Cincinnati and East Carolina went over with about a minute left there. So phenomenal day. It's a day that we can build on. Uh, As I said, one more day until our break. So we got to get out there and have a great day of plays. But we got to talk about one guy who also is going to get a fresh start. It looks like in the NBA, that being Kevin Love, who's bought out or at least is working on said buyout with the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is something I think folks have been thinking is going to happen for quite a while. I thought it was going to be a year or two ago, but they held on to him much longer than expected, and now they're finally going to buy him out. He really wasn't fitting into their rotation at this point. This is a team that wants to go young. 
They want to go fast. They want to play great defense. A lot of those things don't unfortunately fit what Kevin Love is now as a player. But that being said, he can still contribute to a team. I have no doubt in my mind about that. I think he's a solid veteran. I think that when you look at the current situations, it's being reported that Miami is the front runner for Love, which they really could use him. They need a bit more depth on their team. I'm never going to rule out the Lakers, and it's strictly because of the relationship that he has with LeBron. Um, when you're on his TV show every other week, it feels like, then he's definitely going to be in play for the Lakers. So I think he'll even get paid this summer. I don't think it's going to be some massive contract, but I do think that there's a team that could certainly use him for the long term. Maybe that's when he goes to the Lakers ultimately um, in the summertime. But excited for Kevin Love. He gets a bit of a fresh start now. And we can finally see what he can do as we haven't really seen a lot of him over the last couple of years. So with that, let's head over to the daily game slate. We're going to chat some golf. We're going to talk some Europa League action and then get into our usual NBA, NHL and college basketball slate. But before we do, we got to play the video. All right, so let's chat about our first event being the Genesis Open, um, a tournament that it has a solid field. It was always going to be a solid event, but there's one player that's playing in this that kind of ramps up the excitement for this one, and that's the return of Tiger Woods. We haven't seen him, I believe, since the Open Championship last year. So the fact that he's going to be playing here, I think, is incredibly exciting. Now, that being said, I'm not going to... I'm not going to put Tiger to make the cut out there. I'm not going to make the top 20, top 10. I know a lot of those books, including Bet99, have boosts out there for him, but that's not going to be a route that I go this week. I'm excited to see him play. I don't know if he's going to hold up over 36 holes yet. Got to see how his body is holding up. So I'm not going to play that one this week. Now, if we're talking about what happened here last year, Jochen Neiman, he won minus 19, and other notable players in the top five were Colin Morikawa, Cameron Young, Victor Hovland, and Adam Scott were all in that area. So pretty good top five. And last week, we were 3-1. and one. I think we have a great slate here to potentially do the same, if not go 4-0. and oh. But it is a lot of favorites again this week. I know it's not the sexy pick. I know it's not a, a plus 300 as a top 20 type guy that we're going to put out there. But we're going to play John Rahm again, I think, top 10 at minus 107 given his recent form I find it very tough to believe that he's not going to play well I believe he was just outside the top 15 here last year so he does play the course relatively well Morikawa being in the top 10 last year or top five even I'm going to play him top 20 at minus 103 to get him at near even money I think is great value Max Homa's playing great he won just a few weeks ago and Hovland being top five at plus 124 I really like that one as well. So we got three top 20s and a top 10 in there. Homa's was even money as well. I don't know if I mentioned that. So really feel good about the slate for the week. I know it's a lot of favorites. I know it's a lot of guys that are in those top 10 to 15 odds to win the, the event. But I'm going to go back to these long shot plays a little bit later in the year. A lot of these pros are just getting back out there after a bit of a break. So I think it's a bad move to start playing some of these more long shot guys early in the season. Now, Europa League, we got plenty of games today, but there's really only two that we're looking at. You got to, this is the one that everyone's going to watch. It's going to be Barcelona minus 128 versus Manchester United at plus 333. And Barcelona are dominating in La Liga. 
despite being in Europa, I still consider them one of the best teams in Europe. They did have a tough qualification campaign, but they've been really solid outside of that. Manchester United, on the other hand, they are in solid form. Um, I just don't want to back them out right today. At plus 333, I just don't love it. I know a lot of people will hop on that double chance today, hoping that United can get a result. The thing that scared me was the last time that these two played, it was a 3-0 game. I know it was a few years ago, but it does concern you a little bit when that happens. I'm more likely to back the both teams to score in case we see a 2-1, 3-1 final here. I do think United scores on the road. I just don't love it enough to back them outright. Redberg Salzburg is plus 190, and they're taking on Roma at plus 157. Now, I just really like what I've seen from both teams. I know in the Champions League, Salzburg crashed out a bit earlier than expected. I think a lot of people thought they were going to go through in their group, but I still view them as a very solid team in Europe and Roma. They don't have any issues scoring in Syria either. So I think it's another both teams to score spot. Salzburg having the home bump, I really like them to get a goal or two, but I do think Roma's going to steal one on the road today. Um, we haven't seen a lot of road goals, at least over the last couple of days in European soccer outside of that <laughs> Manchester City game yesterday, but that wasn't even a European competition. It was just EPL. So I'm thinking that today's the day that we finally get some scoring on both sides, and I think we got four sides in Europa League that can do it at the very least. I didn't switch the ticker there, but yes, yeah, Salzburg plus 190 and Roma plus 157. NBA-wise, we got three games happening today, but I'm not playing any of these yet. Um, Milwaukee minus seven and a half against Chicago. Chicago's on a back-to-back, -back and I'm starting to teeter in this range. I thought you were this worldly sophisticated guy, but you're just a fraud. Ever since Lonzo went down, Chicago just hasn't been the same. Um, they don't play a lot of defense now that they're on a back-to-back. -back, I just think that it's a really bad spot. I know that they've won the last two head-to-head, -head, but Milwaukee wasn't at full strength. They should be tonight. Um, they also won seven of the eight meetings prior to that. So I think if I'm going anywhere with this one, I would lean the Milwaukee minus seven and a half. I know it's a lot of points on the road, but I think that it's still a good spot for one of the best teams in the NBA. And for me, my NBA title favorite. Now, Washington and Minnesota, I really don't love either of these teams right now. Um, you got Minnesota minus three and a half at home. They're both coming in off wins. They both won six of 10, so they're just above 500 recently. Gobert and Anderson are game time decisions for Minnesota. So it is something to monitor throughout the day, see if both of them go. That being said, it probably means that Minnesota moves to minus four and a half or minus five and a half if they are ruled to play. So if you like Washington, wait on it. If you like Minnesota, maybe get it now um, if you have faith that they can still win without those guys. And then Clippers and Phoenix, it's essentially a pick -em, but Phoenix is minus one and a half at home. No Norman Powell, it looks like, for the Clippers. Still haven't seen KD in a Suns uniform. Payne and Shamit have been out for a while as well. I actually really do lean the Clippers tonight. The thing that keeps me away is just always... Is Kawhi going to get ruled out last minute? And I know that he hasn't recently. If you look over the last six weeks, he's been on a tear. He's been playing a lot of games. Same with Paul George. But if they both go, I'll probably back the Clippers on the road. But at least for now, I'll stay away. We'll see how things shake out before the end of the day. Then NHL-wise, eight games happening. As I said, didn't have a nice play yesterday. We do have one today, though. So excited to get back into some NHL betting. But this is going to be a tough one. Montreal and Carolina. Carolina are minus 400 at home. 
And this is just one of these, I really don't know what to do with this line. Allen versus Anderson. Anderson, the clear edge here. Clear edge and skill everywhere else for Carolina, thus the minus 400. But yeah, even if you look at team total over three and a half, it's a minus 175 parlay piece. Over four and a half, you're getting really risky at plus 130. So I think you could maybe back the puck line today. It still wouldn't be amazing value. If you want to get into plus value, you got to get to minus two and a half, which is always tough to do in the NHL. So it's a stay away for now at the very least. Winnipeg, they're minus 200 at home versus Columbus. Hellebuck and Corpusalo is the goaltending matchup there. Winnipeg, they have won three games in a row. They are very solid on the road as well. So I do think that it's a good spot for Winnipeg. Columbus are in that kind of bottom five range for me this year. So maybe back Winnipeg in regulation would be a nice piece. Florida's minus 120 versus the Capitals, Bobrovsky and Kemper. They're both very mid. This is the mid matchup of the night, I think, when it comes to NHL action. Both teams that could get into the playoffs could ultimately miss. So it's a stay away for me. I would lean Florida with a slight edge on the road, but not enough for me to play it. Boston's minus 190 versus Nashville. This one's very similar for me to that Winnipeg and uh, Columbus game. I do kind of like Boston in regulation. I really hope that the line comes down a little bit at minus 190. I don't see that happening given it is Boston, but it's worth a look in regulation. If not, maybe just parlay Boston straight up and, and Winnipeg straight up together to get a nice little parlay there. And then New Jersey, St. Louis, New Jersey's minus 155. Vanessic and Bennington going. I'm inclined to lean the under here because Bennington's actually been pretty solid and Vanessic's a really good goaltender as well, but I don't have an official play there. Calgary minus 250, Helberg and Markstrom with the recent form of Detroit. I know that a lot of it's been on Huso playing well, but if they get some goaltending tonight, you maybe play a Detroit plus one and a half. I know they're on a back-to-back, but Calgary is just such heavy favorites is always a fade for me. Seattle minus 210 at home against Philly. Hart and Jones expected, and both these teams are coming off losses. I just think Seattle are fading a bit, but I fade Philadelphia all the time, so I think it's a bad spot. And then Vegas and San Jose, the Golden Knights are minus 200 at home. Reimer versus Hill, it looks like. So it's going to be a gross goaltending matchup. But with Vegas winning three straight games, it's still not enough for me to take them in regulation or the puck line, not with Hill and net. And so the line feels fishy. It feels like it should be closer to minus 220, minus 240. But at minus 200, it's a stay away game for me. And then we got to cap it off with seven college basketball games that are happening today. Number three team in the country, Purdue, is the first one we're looking at. They're minus one and a half versus Maryland. Two of Purdue's three losses have come on the road, and they're taking on a Maryland team that are 13 and one at home. I like to believe that Purdue can go in and win, but it just feels like are they coming back down to earth? Is it just this kind of tough midseason stretch that they're going through? Or are they going to go in and win handily on the road? I'm going to stay away, but I would certainly lean Purdue if you want to bet that game. Then you got number 25, Florida Atlantic. They're taking on Middle Tennessee. Now, FAU, I bet this one last time they played, they ended up winning by 18 points. So that was a nice hit. But FAU, they're sitting on just two losses. Middle Tennessee's lost two in a row. And so I just like this spot. I, they have the vastly better offense and defense. So I am inclined to think that FAU can win by double digits tonight, even on the road. So that's one that I like. 
Houston, number two in the country, my number one team in the country. They're minus 15 and a half versus SMU. I just, <laughs> a nine and 17 SMU team at home. They're below 500 at home. They've lost seven of their last 10. You got Houston on a five game winning streak, and I still can't get myself to look at that minus 15 and a half and love it. So I'm staying away tonight, but I do think that Houston, they do a great job of covering on the road as well. I wouldn't be shocked if we see them up 15 at halftime. I just don't won't bet it myself. Number 17, St. Mary's, they're minus 13 and a half versus San Diego. Uh, tough road spot. I can't bet either side. I actually think San Diego might have the offense to keep up with them, especially at home. But betting a team that's below 500 against a ranked team just is never a smart play. Utah and number eight, Arizona. Arizona's minus nine and a half. I don't know if Utah can keep up offensively. Arizona, though, they've burned me a lot lately, and I know they're 13 and one at home. I just get concerned if we see uh, an eight point win where it's never really in doubt, but maybe Utah covers late, so I'm staying away. Stanford, UCLA, we're staying in the Pac 12. UCLA minus 13 and a half. They're undefeated at home, they're on a four game winning streak. Stanford, they're just one and five on the road. Again, I can't get myself to bet that number. And then number 13, Gonzaga, uh, minus seven and a half versus Loyola Marymount. Five and two on the road. Gonzaga are solid, but quite a few points still. And with Loyola being 12 and two at home, I get worried that we just see a four or five point win for Gonzaga. So with that, let's head over to our last call, our last last call pick segment of the week. Sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. And before we give you our five plays for the day, let's play the video. So Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro-distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their other great products like their Old Fashioned, their vodka, maybe their dill pickle vodka as well. <clears throat> Starting to lose my voice here. And so go check out their great products, support local. We always support local here at the Competitive Hedge Podcast. <clears throat> All right, so let's get into our five plays for today. Starting with the Europa League, we're going to play the both teams to score on the Barcelona Man U. This is always a great game between these two. We've seen these in Champions League finals. Now we're getting it in the Europa League round of 16. But I think we get a bit of a shootout here. Barcelona will score a couple, but Man U will find the back of the net as well. Same can be said for Salzburg and Roma. Minus 120 for one unit. I do think Salzburg are the better side, but Roma play well on the road. So I think they're going to snag an away goal, a crucial away goal in this round of 16 tie. Jets in regulation, minus 120. This is my favorite play of the day. Massive goaltending edge here. They're the better team on the road. Um, obviously, Blue, Blue Jacks are at home. That's irrelevant. But Jets are a great road team. I think they win potentially by multiple goals. It's a really good spot. I like the Trojans minus 15 and a half versus Cal. I just sat there and told you not to back Houston because it's too many points, not to back St. Mary's because it's too many points. But Cal's won three games all year. They're on a nine-game losing streak. And USC, uh, they play really well, and they're at home tonight. So feels like a good spot here. And then to cap it off, Florida Atlantic, we're taking the Owls minus four and a half versus the Blue Raiders. 
just putting my faith in the Owls to w- play their best, to win by double digits, and let's cap it off with a phenomenal one-unit play there. And so go follow us on all of our social platforms at HedgePod. We will maybe put out some live betting plays later on tonight, probably more likely to be packing for this great trip. Excited to head out to Revelstoke for a few days, get away from this province that is super cold and flat. So appreciate everyone who tuned into the show today. As always, we'll see you guys on Tuesday for the Competitive Hedge Podcast. (laughs) 